With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Toffee TV. It is the match preview. Ev Crystal Palace versus Everton at Sellers Park on Saturday. Joined by journalist Patrick Ridge. Patrick, this is a tough game for Everton. But one they will feel they can get a positive result in. Yeah, feel as Sean Dyche would say. Feel. You know, positive result on the grass. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we said on the live earlier, didn't we? Like, too evenly matched sides in terms of, I think, general quality. Mm. But I also think in terms of playing style, two teams that don't value possession highly. Mm. But I think what we need to see from Everton that we didn't see against Brighton too much is a bit more quality and composure in the final third. Mm. And I think we didn't see it against Brighton because we just were so back to the wall. Not in terms of like, Brighton absolutely peppering the goal, mm. but we were just off the ball so much that we were doing so much work and and Dyche didn't unfortunately make the change that we, we wanted to see. So I think if we can get that balance right, if we've got the likes of Anana back and the players that overcome the knocks and things, I think we've got a, a very good chance. Um, but, you know, we've got to be careful as well because I think we can't fall into the trap that Palace will want us to fall into of going guns blazing. I think it's going to have to be a very similar performance to the West Ham one. Mm. Maybe it is about we just try and bore it out for the first first half, first hour, and then we try and click into gear maybe as it goes on. Mm. It's going to be it, it, both teams similar. We haven't scored loads of goals between us. Palace have got 10, I think, in 11. I haven't got 11 in 11. Uh, both teams have lost two of the last five. Similar records in that because the Palace obviously went and won 2 0 at Burnley at the weekend, but I think Burnley had had the majority of the play and the majority of the chances yeah. in Crystal Palace. The first goal, Burnley playing out from the back, hell surprise. Um, and Palace punished them and then punished them late on as well with a, a lovely breakaway goal. And they have got that threat, Crystal Palace. They've always a pacey side, they're always well organised. As he's back now and he's a, he's a really, really good player, we know that. From our perspective, it, it will be a case of... You know, Everton have got a decent record at Sellers Park, to be fair. The games are always tight by the FA Cup quarter-final yeah. under Frank Lampard a few years ago. In general, the games are quite tight. Um, but I do think that Everton and Sean Dykes will look at this and think, even though these are a good side and a strong, we can take the maximum points here by... Almost, it is. It's difficult because both teams, like you said before, don't really want the ball. But that was the case at the London Stadium a couple of weeks yeah. ago with West Ham and Everton profited that day from a good counter attack, mm. and and maybe that will be the game plan in this one. But will will he just toss the ball into the middle and both teams will sit back mm. and go? He wants it. I think. I think the the. The advantage Everton have is that we are away. Mm. So if there's one team that's going to be able to, without any pressure really, mm. sit off in terms of hand the other team the possession, mm. it's going to be Everton. But I think we have to like, it's not, we have to be clear here. Like when West Ham, we controlled what West Ham did. We mm. let, 
it wasn't just letting them have the ball and then not pressing them and on or letting them do what they wanted. We were very much in control of the situation, I mm. thought, all all along. Um and we pressed at the right moment. So it's about kind of I think the ideal is you maybe start by conser- start conservative and then if you can get through that first fifteen minutes with no no like no goal mouth action, then you kind of start to just have those little digs. Yeah. And just basically get Palace worrying. I think that's what we did against West Ham is there was the one that Harrison had in where we where we where we where he should have scored or should have yeah. should have teed up. One, one. But that came from pressing at the right time mm. about half an hour in. And from then, you could tell that West Ham were a bit shaky when they were passing out from the back because they were like, oh, well, we've made one mistake. What if we make another? And I think that's the key to it is is building up slowly, but when the opportunity presents itself, like pouncing. And then obviously, if we can take one of those opportunities, even better. Um, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not afraid of Palace. Like I said, I think it's two very evenly matched sides mm. all across the teams, really. Yeah. I think they're very similar. Absolutely. I mean, it is, it's a game that could go either way, of course it is. Um... Just in terms of that, pre- Everton are actually top for team pressures yeah. in the Premier League this season, so we do we do kind of do that quite well. Um, but yeah, they're a, they're a good side. But again, like you just said, it's not one I'm going there fearful of. Although they do create a great atmosphere at Ellis Park, things like that. But I do think for Everton, we have to start looking at, at this kind of game and and see can we can we get the three points here obviously a victory will put Everton within a point to Crystal Palace as well at the weekend um, Palace always seem to be no matter what's going on they always seem to be in that middle yep. middle section in no danger whatsoever so can we get a bit closer to them and um, you know we obviously know that Roy Hodgson's a good manager always has them well organised and it will be about quieting and then down a little bit early on and, and f- feeling our way into the game. Uh, the manager has given his press conference and did say that he kind of expects Amadou Onana to be mm. to be ready at the weekend. They've been on the grass today. They've been on the grass. Him and him and Jared Brandt to to pit and Decore. What picked type up. of grass? We don't know. Well, we don't know. <laughs> he, they picked up slight knocks, but he does expect all three to be available. So that'll be a big boost because I do think we missed Onana last week, didn't we? Yeah, I wrote a piece on more than a game this Monday that people who are subscribers can go read, but it was about how, as well as Ghana played, I feel Anana was a huge miss, and mm. not that that's breaking news, but I went into the stats a little bit as well, and Anana's just leading the way in terms of the passing statistics for Everton. There's been a, a tweet that's doing the rounds today about the other 14, and he's the leader in accurate long passes, and that shows he's adapting to what Sean Dyche wants of him, and I just think he had such an element of control mm. that no other midfielder that we have provides. Yeah. Um, James Garner tends to just I think I, I really like James Garner and mm. what I mo- like most about James Garner is him and Anana get the best out of each other mm. but James Garner does have a tendency to kind of go missing in matches you never doubt his work rate but if you can't get on the ball mm. having someone next to him who can and just keep that tempo going is so important and mm. we saw that against West Ham when it, at the end it was more about Anana getting his body in the right place and driving out with the ball and winning a foul and mm. you know just, just relieving the pressure so I think having him back is massive, but I hope that Daesh is willing to use his subs. I just think it's a big <laughs> one here. Like, I expect Young to start, whether that's right or wrong. I mm. prefer Patterson, but I do expect Young. Um, and with that, if you've got Idrissa Ganagay, mm. like, you know, you trust him. You've mm. got to trust him. He plays him any time, like, you know, he, he does. What gets me about Dash is he doesn't bring him on against West Ham when we needed him. Yeah. But then he's happy to chuck him straight in from the start against Brighton. It's <laughs> yeah. like, well, how can you trust him for one and not the other? So, 
you know, it's like after 70 minutes of Fernandes feeling his calf or if James Garner's a bit tired, please use that sub because mm. we need to. We can't just keep trying to see out games um, yeah. without making any changes. No, I think this weekend, obviously last weekend, we didn't have Onana and there was no midfield sub, was there? And Garner, no, the, the, not the Patricia Gay did play really yeah. well, but was tired yeah. near the end. Um, and it's not a slight on Garner at all, like Patricia uh, Gay. Like, he played really well. He came in and did mm. the job that was asked of him. It's just that I think the balance of the team, just for what we need in an away game, Anana actually provides that more. No, absolutely. That absolutely. On the ball. And you want them options off the bench, don't you? This is how Everton lined up last weekend. Um, obviously, Young, Tarkovsky, Brantley, Michalenko, and then he had Harrison Garner, Patricia Gay, Dwight McNeil, Abdelai Bakore, and Dominic Calvert Lewin. Are we just expecting one change from that to be Amadou Onana in for Patricia uh, Gay? Yeah, I'd like to see Patterson play. I would, but it's not going to happen. But I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, so I expect, yeah, Anana to come in for, for Drissa Garnagay yeah. and the rest to be exactly it's the same. And, you know, I, I do hope that, you know, I just hope, like I say, going back to the changes, I hope he makes proactive ones if mm. needed. Um, yeah. You know, we might we might coast through the game with 3 don't by half-time and <laughs> imagine. imagine that and, and be happy. Or we might even be in a comfortable, you know, we might feel that we're in a comfortable position and not have to make changes. I think that I'm fine with that. It's just like last week, we evidently saw we needed oh, yeah, change. And they played um, three games and in the, six the, days. The, I think, you know, this good week, they'll have had a, a nice day of recovery on Sunday. Mm. I imagine they were, I think they do the fitness work usually on a mm. Monday and Tuesday. That's like when the coaches get hold of it. And then they'll have come back in on Thursday probably and started working on the shape and everything. And then tomorrow will be more of like a, a you know, maybe the tactical video session and everything. So they'll be, it's, I know it sounds mundane, but just having a normal week could be so important. Mm. Um I'd much rather be in the cup, so I've got nothing wrong with that. Mm. Like, but just having that normal week of preparation, hopefully, we saw like against West Ham, we looked fresh, we looked well drilled, mm. and um, yeah, hopefully we we have that again we against Palace. This is Crystal Palace's uh, lineup last week in their two-nil win at Burnley. They had Ward, Anderson, uh, Gay, Mitchell at the back, then Lehmet and Jeff Corey midfield, and then the three. Uh, Jordan Ayew, Wilkies, Jeffy Schlupp and Hodgson Edward uh, up top. Schlupp, who got the first goal, wasn't it, in that one? Um, and out of them, we've picked our, well, Ned's picked our danger man for this game from Crystal Palace. Uh, like I said before, as he is back, he will be my danger man. But this is Hodgson Edward so far this season. He is Palace's top scorer. He's got 10 games, four goals. His XG at 2.9, so he's overperforming slightly. He's averaging. 2.5 shots per game, and that is 0.339 on the XA. Um, he's a player I really liked at Celtic, mm. and I'll be honest, when he was available, I would have liked Everton to go and take yeah. him because I do think he's a he is a, a, a good striker. Um, Everton at the moment, two centre backs have been probably overall their standout performers this season. I think that's fair to say. We've had other players like Amadou Onana who's been getting better and better. Michalenko's had a good spell of late. It's great to have Dom back yeah. and things like that. But I do believe Tarkovsky and Brantley's have been overall Everton's best two performers um, you know, this season. They'll have the work cut out against Edward, but playing the way they are, you feel confident they can potentially shackle him. Yeah, I think, you know, and Edouard hasn't scored in the league since the middle of September, so um, there's so apologies, yeah. yeah, get the priest in, yeah. um, you mm. know, so expect the worst now, but 
he's one of those players that yeah came from Scotland and had a really good record and then has found it tough to settle. But mm. like the towards the back end of last since Hodgson took over, really, um, well retook over and then this season has been really good. Like mm. and he just brings a, he's powerful. You know, mm. he's he's pretty athletic. He can hold the ball up. He can move in behind. His movement's always been pretty good, and he can score from anywhere. Actually, he's got mm. quite a good shot on him. So, but I. I do back Tarkovsky and Bramford the way that they're playing to mm. keep him well shackled. It's that thing of then Eze coming in and I, yeah. I think he will start from that number 10 position or even from the wide left. Mm. Um, you know, especially if Young's playing, he's he's not going to stick to the byline. He's going to very much look to drift inside. Yeah. It was really interesting. Um, saw a, a tactical piece in the week and, and how Harrison had basically stopped Mitoma coming inside mm. um, on Saturday. Harrison trapped Matoma basically wherever he went in the first half and it ended up with Matoma moving out wide kind of permanently in the mm. second. Eventually, obviously, Brighton's goal come from, comes from there. Mm. But I imagine Dice will be saying if Eze is playing on the on the left, on Palace's left, mm. we're going to do a similar Same job on job. him. Harrison's yeah. going to track him in field and if I think with Eze, he's quick, but he isn't as quick as Matoma. He isn't mm. as nimble. Yeah, And I think if we... What Dyson want is we if we can stop Eze drifting in field from that position, keep that under lock and key, and we're then forcing him out wide, he'll be nowhere near as effective as like a, a proper winger like Matoma might mm. be. So maybe that's going to be the key is if he does play out there, keeping him under lock and key that way. And if he does play in the centre, Anana and Garner are probably going to have to make sure that he's always picked up by somebody. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a tough game, but like I said, it's an opportunity for Everton to keep a good little bit of form going. Uh, a win would be tremendous going into the international break, obviously. Everton's last game before the next international break, and a win would be excellent, like I said. Be, uh, we'd all be delighted with that, wouldn't we? But again, if it's that, that old adage, isn't it? If you can't, if you can't, can't win, win don't then lose. don't get yeah. beaten. If Everton were to to end up with 12 points on Saturday night and uh, from 12 games, then it's it's all right. It's not bad going into, obviously, we know when we come back after this international break, there's a hugely busy period then. I think there's opening, I think it's something like 10 games in December or yeah. something mad. It's a, going into a hectic period, but let's hope the Blues can, uh, can go to Crystal Palace and get all three points. And then... Um, we can, uh, we can all enjoy the international yeah. break on a positive yeah. note. Let us know what you think in the comments section below. Can ever do it. If you're a Palace fan, are you confident of beating the Blues? Uh, give the video a thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed to more than a game. Dot Substack. Mtag.substack.com. Yeah, I should know more... that. I advertise it every day. I should know it. More than a game YouTube as well. And yeah, yeah let's uh, yeah let's keep building the channel. And um, yeah, there's loads of brilliant stuff on there across all spot all football as well so you're not just not just Everton but mtag.substack.com do that thank you very much for watching we'll see you later